0: Hi there, Adam here. Hope you enjoy the solo podcast where I'm talking about my views on the physical assists in yoga. So if you're interested to learn more and check out my pre-recorded course, it's at keenonyoga.com forward slash recorded courses. Now, welcome to the episode. Welcome to the Keenan Yoga podcast. So today I'm going to have to introduce myself. This is a solo venture. Um, So sorry to disappoint you, but you've got me today. The subject that I'm going to talk about is giving and receiving yoga assists, right? One dear to our heart, especially in these more recent times when many of us have been online and not doing or giving any assistance physically whatsoever, right? So looking back over the last 20 years of my work in Ashtanga Yoga, I suppose, from a period of not doing any physical assists or, or what we used to call adjustments, I have perhaps a different view, having had time away from it, and more perspective than even I did when the pandemic started. What does that mean? Well, first of all, I suppose I ask myself, what is the purpose of an assist? Right? What is the purpose of it in the first place? Are we trying to adjust someone's body into a different shape? We're not a body worker, really, and even if we were, or a surgeon, even if we were, I'm sceptical that that really will ever work. You know that you can actually bend someone's body and open it and know what you're doing you know to the degree that you can give this kind of quote unquote opening adjustment, which is essentially what people are trying to do when they take a body and stretch it beyond its natural limitations, the ones it can do itself right right so we end up in a passive stretch and this is an important um, important point here that it's a passive stretch, and the adjustment is given in such a way it's not an active stretch. That the participant the practitioner is doing for themselves it's a passive stretch so again i suppose before we even go any further it emphasizes yoga in an imbalanced manner as an over flexibility practice and it lacks that strength aspect that is needed to balance the practice and i think that's how we're seeing it in the in the modern domain really as a particularly as a balancing. in flexibility or not a balance in flexibility is an imbalance in flexibility because it's, it's used as a demonstrative practice you know we're seeing the the shapes as some kind of accomplishment and we're posting them and we're showing them and generally they're seen visually by degree by degree as to how far you can flex and you can't see strength because strength is generally a pulling together so that gets like a back seat really and instead this flexibility it's taken where of context and I suppose students and me included, we're, um, we're kind of tempted to ask, to seek, to find uh, people who will help us make bigger shapes, more obvious shapes, more impressive shapes. And we're always observing ourselves from the outside and third per- person anyway. So when we're seeing a bigger shape, we're assuming it's accomplished. We don't think about the feeling so much oftentimes because no one can see a feeling. But we can show a shape, we can demonstrate a shape and getting that sense of reward, even if it's a hypothesized, even if it's an imagined third person that's looking on, doesn't matter. We see ourselves objectively in the eyes of society and the yoga adjustment being a visual demonstrative exhibition of yoga is Framed, in my opinion, in similar manner. But back to the first point of, can we actually open the body in an assist? Well, categorically, I would say no. And even if we could, it would be a highly risky business that might not work out, just like any surgical operation. But we're not even surgeons. Most of us are not even body workers. So what are we doing here if we're not trying to open the body, right? And in the first place, did anyone really ask us to, right? Did the student really sign up for that when they walked off the street into your class, right? Because that's a pretty extreme thing to try and do. Um, And increasingly, I think, we're becoming aware of the pitfalls of that possibility as probably more people have become injured that have really experienced an opening at the hands of the teacher if we look around or at least ask around and talk to people. Does it really work? Well, the weight of feedback would say certainly No. Yes, we might have had a few people who have been assisted and assisted, let's say, adjusted and adjusted, let's say, and they've become deeper into this or that posture. But was it even sustainable? Right? You might have seen them in the class for a year or two doing and with assists, seemingly to get more and more deep into that posture. But we don't know five, 10 years down the line, was that really sustainable? Because the body isn't just a material object like a car or anything else in that manner, to be tinkered with, a computer. (laughs) It's something much deeper than that, and it's framed within genetics. We can call it genetics, we can call it karma. But the whole energy stream of the being is much deeper than something that can be adjusted in a moment to something else because we've created this whole nexus, this whole framework of patterns in our body. We haven't necessarily created them ourselves, but the energy stream within us to do with us and to do with conditioning and to do with circumstances, it's generated this whole infinitely complicated and subtle pattern of contractions and openings in us. And this is unimaginable to the human mind. And it's also part of a whole stream of our life because the mind is reflected in the body. So our whole attitude to life and our energy of life is reflected accordingly in the body. Therefore, we can't just simply adjust someone's body and assume that they will open, because it's really, the root is much, much deeper. It's like cutting off a weed at the top and expecting that, you know, you've got rid of it, but you haven't even dealt with any of the root. The root cause is completely different. The root cause of all our difficulties is to do with this deep energy of mind, related to deeper energy of energy body, and it throws itself up in a visual sense in the visible and demonstrable body itself but it's the root is much deeper than that so we have to address those things and we as a teacher are certainly not going to address those things in the student they have to do that themselves so the adjustment is trying to take someone's stream of let's say journey or stream of karma i was going to say and subvert it in a way and I'm not sure about that, to say the very least. So, what are we really doing then with an assist? We called it adjustments, as I said, because we were trying to adjust. Now we call it assists. But has anything really changed? The words changed, but have the attitude of the teachers changed towards making an adjustment, and now it's an assist? But are we still adjusting? Well, probably, generally speaking, yes. But maybe we can still rescue assistance. Maybe we can still rescue giving physical assistance and make that part of the work still relevant because I do like the contact aspect of the yoga practice that we're doing. And as much as I love words and love language, sometimes the human touch is incredibly powerful and healing. And I've definitely got to give credit to that, to emphasize that as well, as much as I love the online format. So if we can rescue assists from adjustments let's say and kind of make it something else take it away from this idea of opening or or developing someone's body through our own food through their passivity and our active basically stretching them outside themselves and remember as i frame it The yoga stretch is always a pulling against opposite, not a stretching in one direction only because if we're pulled in one direction only, it only implicates our ligaments because the muscles don't stretch because they're much tighter, much bigger, much stronger than the ligaments of the joints. So inevitably the ligaments will stretch before the muscle stretch and that's where we get an injury because the ligaments and tendons, they take the stretch where we're not really open enough in the muscles. So we never stretch the muscles passively. It's very, very hard to stretch a muscle passively because other things will stretch before that. Anyway, how can we rescue assistance and still make ourselves relevant on that physical level as teachers? Well, first of all, I think assistance is showing the individual how they can move rather than moving for them. Right? And I've kind of been talking about that already, I suppose. Right, It's suggesting that the posture comes from the inside out, not the outside or the top down, <laughs> the outside in or the top down. So it's not something to be put on a student. It's to be nurtured and cultivated and drawn out of the student essentially by themselves, perhaps with your inspiration and maybe a little bit of guidance, right? But it's coming from them. So how do we do that? How do we How do we make the... How do we help the journey with, with our physical assistance of, a, of nurturing, of, of producing, of growing a posture out of a student, right? Well, probably with two fingers and with the pressure of two fingers, right? We're trying to show the way the body can move rather than actually yanking on the body, wrenching the body. Any force should be no less than can be done with a couple of fingers. Because you they're showing then you're showing the muscles and how the muscles move. And that takes time, because I say people can look very stretchy, but it's just in the ligaments quite often and the muscles can stay tight as ever, right? So how do we get the muscles to move? Well we can't as teachers, but well, we can po- point and push on little trigger points, perhaps, little particular spots, you know, especially around the shoulder blade area, the scapula, when we, there's so many small muscles there. And sometimes we can help awaken certain new pathways because the body remember the body is structured on mental pathways right we move along these mental pathways in a physical manner and they become habituated and it's very hard to like water running down grooves of a hill right it's hard to make new channels when some physical channels of experience have become so ingrained but it's possible to experience ourselves in a different way if we get out of the old habits and sometimes touching people's body With consent, certain trigger points can start to cultivate new channels, new patterns of experience of awareness in the body itself. But as I mentioned, this has to be done, especially in this day and age. Well, it always was the case, but now I think we're becoming more and more aware of the pitfalls of physicality, of giving physical adjustments, especially when we don't even know the person oftentimes. And perhaps it wasn't said before, that was unspoken hurt and trauma that was given in these physical adjustments. But now things have changed, in my view, for the better. And people are speaking up and saying, Well, this isn't, you know, especially if you've been injured, this isn't good enough. You know, I wasn't happy about this adjustment. I didn't feel it was appropriate. And potentially it hurt me. And it's very important now that we have a much more democratic approach to teaching and teacher so rather than this autocrat teacher who would give you the adjustment and you just had to kind of shut up and take it now as it always should have been fortunately and generally speaking as it's not always the case the physical assist is a much more of a two-way street and that's how it should be so I suggest first of all talking to the student suggesting that the adjustment very briefly that you're going to do, or ask them if it's okay if you help them. Talking to them throughout the adjustment, oftentimes suggesting how or what they're, how they're meant to take the physical force, the small physical force that you're exerting on the body, right? Because oftentimes people don't know what they should be doing. Right? They assume you're pushing on them. They should go forward. But actually maybe you're asking, you know, you really want them to resist your hands. So you need to say what you're trying to get them to do with your, with your particular touch right and a physical adjustment can be easily mistaken especially if the person isn't as aware of their body as you are or aware of that pathway in the first place so using the language is still the primary your primary tool here and the assistance follows and I would say if you can use language first that's the best well no adjustment is the best in fact allowing the student as much space and autonomy is actually the best supporting that space for them is actually the most profound second to that though is a language adjustment is a verbal adjustment and third is the physical when that's needed but use those sparingly only when necessary there really is a premium on physical adjustments and how much you want to touch someone else's body because their energy is stored in that body and when you come in and touch in their practice it can easily throw that energy off right and if you if they're feeling like they're being touched and touched and touched, that kind of very subtle energy that's running through the body can easily be overbalanced, prejudiced, yeah, confused. Right? So you don't want to offer too many physical adjustments. And when you do, as I mentioned, when you actually do touch someone in the first place, ask them briefly, is that okay? Are you okay with that? And then ask them at the end, you're okay with that as well. Was that all right? How did it go for you? Do you understand what I'm saying? What what, what the message was in that adjustment? Right? So there's a constant, constant discourse, right? Because you don't want someone to go away, and I've not said anything, and be suffering in some form or fashion from what you've tried to help them in the class with. That would be awful. So really bear that in mind that people are vulnerable, even if they don't look vulnerable. They're vulnerable emotionally. They're vulnerable often physically, and you can't even see it, what they're carrying physically. And you don't even know when they've walked off the street what kind of day they've been having, what's going on in their lives often in terms of emotional upheavals potential. So be careful. Just recognise how little you know of the person or of the student. And if that's the case... Frame your adjustment accordingly, your assistance accordingly. So, if you don't know someone, then the intimacy of the adjustment should be very, very little. And in fact, the adjustments, the assistance, see, I'm getting confused now, should be very, very little. And then, when you've known them better, of course, when you become more friendly with the person and there's more trust built up gradually over a period of time, then your assistance can become a little bit more, right? A little bit more intimate. But there's also always certain places you will never touch. And that's important to recognize. And it seems like a point that doesn't need to be mentioned, but it is. You do not touch those certain areas of... um, And we don't need to go into what areas they are, but really, you know, you want to keep your hands very carefully away from any kind of conflict, conflictive areas, okay? So there's no... No um, question whatsoever of the appropriateness of your adjustment, even if it seems uh, it could be relevant, it's not worth the risk in the first place for you and neither to risk traumatizing or affecting the student. So let's be perhaps, this is to say, let's be a little less intimate perhaps the adjustments have been in the past, right? Let's keep them generalized. Let's keep them very, very safe. Um, And finally, don't forget the adjustment is done with the breath. Now, this is never mentioned hardly. The adjustment doesn't come in just one full force, one push or one pressure, one sense of pressure. It comes with an on and an off and a pulse with the breath. As the breath goes in and out, there's an inhale and an exhale. And half is active and half is passive. And so, when you press on someone with the adjustment, there's the same undulation, the same pressure and non pressure through the in and out breath, depending on what they're doing now, on the back bends, generally the inhale is active, so you would push on the inhale or exert pressure, and on the forward folding postures, the exhale isn't active, so you would get them to assert pressure against your hands oftentimes on the exhale and you would release that pressure on the inhale so what you're trying to do also is to cultivate their understanding of how the diaphragm ultimately draws the stretch through their body and the diaphragm has two phases the active and the passive so you're trying to kind of replicate that feeling of a pulsing yeah on and off you don't exert full tension throughout the asana otherwise you'd just be getting more tense in the whole practice right there's a engaged and relax and engage and relax in every posture, in every breath. So, more or less wraps up my ideas on adjustments, on assistance. Still, so I still can't change my um, terminology, but essentially many years ago, I changed my mind state about this assistance because I didn't see the benefit of pushing on people to create any kind of opening, all I generally saw over the years, this is from late 90s onwards when I started practicing, was people getting injured by this. And the most important role of the teacher is as an inspiration, is an, as an, a motivator, right? We need to motivate and help inspire people to carry on long enough that then they can carry their own inspiration for them, you know? They don't need us as, a, as that kind of starter motor anymore. And the most uninspiring thing for practice is to get injured. <laughs> so if we're actually causing the injury, actually we've kind of really contradicted our fundamental role as a teacher, which is to inspire. And we've caused this utterly demotivating occurrence in someone's practice that can often stop them practicing altogether. And this has hap- This I've been told so, so often, that someone has received an injury through a. And I'm going to say inappropriate adjustment and they've stopped altogether practice because they didn't necessarily even realize that what happened was not their fault you know and that's the other thing we take responsibility for ourselves where this is not the case the responsibility should always lie 90 percent in the teacher's hands in my opinion is us to talk to say we should still have a voice. We need to speak up ourselves. We need to be able to have the confidence, which is not always easy, which is why the teacher needs the 90% responsibility, because they're in that role and they put themselves in that role. But still, if possible, I would like to say there's a 10% of the student to say, look, it's a bit hard. Stop. I don't want that today. No. I don't want any adjustments at all. I'm not feeling like it. And that takes confidence, as I said. But that's what I hope, that also I want to encourage you to tell you that it's okay to speak up and say what you want. Say what you need and say what feels right and say what doesn't feel right, because the teacher needs to know that. And you're not only doing a service for you, you're doing a service for the whole of the Ashtanga community when you do convey these things. Not in a Necessarily in an emotional way, if possible, in a calm and rational manner. And sometimes, maybe to that end, outside the class, even is more appropriate. Go and seek the teacher out and tell them. And don't expect them necessarily to react well to it. They may be defensive at first. Give them time. But we all need to grow in this. Otherwise, I think we're going to lose this physical assistance altogether. And I think if we do lose the physical assistance altogether, again, although I've been a staunch critique of adjustments and definitely almost a proselytizer of the online format for this reason, I still feel that we're losing a lot in Ashtanga if we lose altogether that physical contact. And indeed, the best adjustments that I've had were adjustments that, assistance, (laughs) that came simply by the laying on hands, not any pressure, just Another human being, the teacher at the time, laying their hands on me as one human to another. And in that, naturally the body opens, naturally my body just felt permission and acceptance, right? Acceptance to be as it is, right? And from there, I think I experienced probably the only profound openings that I had through assistance, when no actual adjustment was given whatsoever. So I suppose that brings me to the last point, which is it's easy to take assistance as I'm wrong, I'm not enough, I'm lacking, the teacher wants me to do something more, better, to be better, to try harder. And so therefore we kind of use this kind of, kind of relationship, kind of mistaken warped I- a relationship idea in the yoga room for the adjustments as well and we go with it when we feel we shouldn't because we feel lacking already we feel that we take our issues and we externalize them onto the teacher and we feel we want to be enough not in their eyes because we probably don't even know them that well but in the eyes of the parent or the eyes of the lover on the eyes of the teacher that we had at school you know we externalize we and we we relate these, we put these ideas, project I think is the word I'm looking for, on the teacher and then we're in this battle of not good enough, teacher will adjust us, we will go with it, even if it hurts, to be good enough and I suggest becoming really aware of this factor, we forget this idea altogether, first and foremost whatever shape you're doing it's enough. Whatever asana expression of an asana as long as you feel the essence of your own embodiment in the asana it's enough of course it will develop if you practice more in a physical way in a visible way in degree but the quality will always remain the same and it's just a quality of awareness quantity will change because quantity quantity is addressed by practice but quality can be there from the start and the quality is always enough because you're already enough with or without the yoga. So, having this in our mind, and now thinking about assistance, this is what makes sense, to my perspective, on adjusting by asking the student to push against often exerting pressure against my pressure because then for therefore it's not as if we're adjusting them into a better place we're participating with them to do something for them it's not like we are here and you should go there push in one direction teacher it's like if i say push against my hand or push up it's free framing it completely and there's no longer this idea of lacking student in the eyes of the teacher and student becomes unlacking by going with potentially extreme and painful assistance, adjustments. Rather, we've reframed that completely, and there's no lack anymore. There's just a further attempt with both parties participating for a fuller experience of posture in that moment. And that's why, or one of the reasons why, the other reason is it simply uh, rebalances the practice because it frames it in the strength, as I was talking about at the start, The other reason is that it's easier for the student to understand, a resistance adjustment. And the other reason is that it's basically a safer way to adjust because then you're not stretching anyone's ligaments passively. (laughs) But the resistance adjustment, asking the student to push against you, not pushing against them, is pretty much the way I adjust 95% of the time, pretty much, actually, if I'm honest always nowadays ask the student to push against me and it reframes the adjustment completely anyhow as i was about to say i want to hear your ideas your thoughts your feelings and i hope you've appreciated hearing a few of mine on assistance so let me know what you think as always it's been a pleasure to be with you to talk with you and to share ideas Let's keep doing that. So I'll see you again soon.